And we have to understand that a lot of confusion has come about due to people being a tech lead, one, or two, obliging others with tech lead. Now, I'm not the type of person that's going to, tr that's going to leave it to you to figure out. That time is past. That time is over. Hoping that people figure out what's going on and who's doing what, that's over. So we're going to give an explicit example of how one is obliging a multitude of people to blind follow their statement. I'm pretty sure that everybody was aware of when Abu Muhammad al-Mughribi warned against Abu Abdul Salam al-Junyani. Everybody's familiar with that, correct? No. No. Abu Muhammad al-Mughribi, in his warning against Abu Abdul Salam, he hurled some vicious accusations at the brother. From what he mentioned, and the clip is still on the internet, even after Sheikh Rabi gave the advice for that, for, for all of that to be taken down. Now picture that. You have some people claiming that people are not accepting the advice of Sheikh Rabi, but in a private gathering, rectification was sought Sheikh would be advised all those warnings to be taken down, and yet it's still on the internet. I was able to find it to just briefly jot down what he said. Imagine that. From the things that he, uh, the accusations that he hurled against our brother was, he's arrogant and doesn't accept advice. Uh, another accusation, he caused a lot of fitna and a lot of problems. Another accusation, he's not fit for Dawa. Another accusation, he caused problems in, in Jersey, he caused problems in many places, he caused problems in Durham, he caused problems at Mashatoheed, he caused problems in North Palm Beach, Florida. Another accusation, he's Medjool. The ulama don't know him. And uh, one of the most vicious of them all, people like him are the reason for all the problems. People like Al-Juniani. All the problems amongst the ranks of the Salafis that we find happen here, happening here in Philadelphia and in other places is people like him that are the cause to all of the problems. These are accusations that a person has to present proof for. Especially when looking at the fact that they're being hurled at a person who is unknown for any of that. Some of the brothers in New Jersey informed me that when Abu Muhammad al-Makrabi made the statement, it caused somewhat of an uproar amongst the people that heard it. 
So one of the brothers went to Maghribi and questioned him about this. Why do you say these things about Giuliani? Because one of the things that he said, his conclusion, why he was saying all this, he said, as I guess advice to the people, don't listen to him, don't deal with him. Now he's warning against another Salafi. So a brother goes to him and asks, what is your proof for these accusations you've levied upon this brother? He responds, I don't want to talk to you. Meaning, you're not somebody from amongst the students for me to be discussing these issues with. The brother, from what I was told, responded, but you just warned against him in front of everybody. A crowd full of quote-unquote non-students. What do you mean we don't want to talk? The response after that, do you want me to take your name and shake it be? Do you want me to take your name and shake it be? This is a classic example of a person that was obliging others to blind follow his statement. To blind follow his statement. That he expected people to leave this brother alone and he doesn't have to bring any proof to justify why he's saying what he's saying. Just accept that because I feel like you should stay away from him. In other words, now keep this in mind, when I was in Yemen, I had the opportunity to visit a Sheikh Abdulaziz al-Burai. And it was me and a brother from Los Angeles, a brother from amongst the Angeles Siyin named Abu Yusuf. I said from amongst the Angeles Siyin, not the Yorkian, right? No. <laughs> not, not Abu Yusuf Khalifa of New York, Abu Yusuf from amongst the Angeles Siyin. After the dars of Sheikh Burai, the general dars, he went down into his library where he had another dars amongst his specific students. And after that dars was over, myself, the Sheikh, and Abu Yusuf, we walked to the Sheikh's house. And the Sheikh entertained us from that time all the way up to Asr. So that was about two hours. He broke out the tea, and we sat and we drank tea on his porch all that time while questions were being presented to the sheikh. One of the questions I presented to the sheikh was, is it possible for a student of knowledge to warn against another Salafi without being preceded by the ulama? And this is years before this whole mother be doing what he did. The sheikh, he responded, if you have a person in a, in a locality that is clearly upon tashayyo, yani upon shi'ism, he curses the companions. He states that the Quran was changed by the companions and Muhammad's name was taken out, excuse me, Ali's name was taken out and Muhammad's name was put in his place. He curses the angel Jibreel and thus forth the so and as it relates to their sifat. 
If you have a person like this teaching in the area, that may be unknown to the scholars, the scholars have never warned against him. But he's clearly upon this way. And a student of knowledge doesn't need a scholar to precede him in warning against an individual like this. On the contrary, it's upon that student to make his affair clear to the people. That individual is from amongst the Shia. But then the Shaykh, he stated, however, if you have a person, a Da'i, Salafi, known for Salafiyyah, and then he falls into some mistakes, and the Shaykh did this with his hands. He falls into some things. He said, you would need the statement of a scholar to precede you before warning against a person of this nature. You would have to have that. Why? Because now that means that the scholar looked into the situation, analyzed the situation based off the text of the Quran and the Sunnah and the principles derived therefrom and concluded that this individual should be warned against. Now keep in mind, the question was warned against, not make tabdir, because there's a difference between tabdir and tabdir. So now the question would be, we all know from that which transpired that, that there was no known scholar that warned against Al-Junyani before Mughrabi did his thing. And Mughrabi never presented any proof for, for the claims that he made against his brother. But he expected people to follow him. This is, a, uh, is an example of obliging others with taklid to his statement. Because it was a statement without any, without the awareness of, of, of his proof. And when we look at the outcome of that fitna, the meeting with Sheikh Rabi, and that which uh, was accomplished from that meeting, then we come to realize that what they had was one big fat nothing burger. They had nothing tangible. For this reason, Shaykh Rabi said, you're all a Salafi and the Shaytan has come between you all. Return to back to how you were before this. This is an indication to show that their warning was unjustified. It was unjustified. 